Hola, peeps. It is Lala Kent. With Randall. And we are back at it again in our kitchen. Quarantine. So we had a pretty... Here's the thing about this. It is forcing us to get creative. Randall and I went and rented a 42-foot RV, double pop-out, double. Double pop yep. RV. When we first took it out, we went to Joshua Tree. But we were on our way to Arizona or On our Mexico. way to Arizona. And we got into Joshua Tree. We're in the RV. We're like messing around, whatever. The pop-out suddenly won't work for the master bedroom. We look at each other. We probably got there at what? 5.30? Dinner time. We were hauling ass back to L.A. by 7.30. Yeah, we were back in L.A. We looked at each other. We were like, well, let's at least like make the hot dogs we brought. So we made our hot dogs. We made dinner. We made dinner. It was nice. It was fun. But we looked at each other and we're like, we're in a dusty RV park. All the national parks are closed. There's not even a We went few. to a COA or KOA. K- KOA. It was nice. People were nice there. We met some interesting people. Super nice. But, but the thing about it was we didn't ha- it didn't feel like... An adventure. It felt like we were like in Palm Springs almost, but on a dusty road. So we didn't like that. It wasn't we, no, we didn't like that. So, so we drive. We, we drive back to LA. We sleep in our bed. The next morning, we wake up. We drive back to get. We switch a, out the RV. We switched out the RV to a bigger, more badass one. And we were really, really inspired when we got in that baby, right? Dude, I looked at it. I was like, okay, we're ready. This is legit. And instead of going really, really far, we were like, let's break ourselves in. So we we hauled ass to Malibu. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me back it up. You're making it look like we're just hobnobbing around L.A. Let me, we are hobnobbing around I, L.A. I know. But, babe, we were going to go to Pismo Beach. It was like a two, a two and a half hour drive. And they didn't have like an ocean view for us. And we, and we said and what we said was, is if we're going to do this, like we at least want to look at the ocean since we can't swim in them because they're all closed. We can't be in the National park they're all closed and so we found we found um uh, a malibu rv park and honestly babe don't you agree it was like a gem in the rough it it was spectacular dude we had beach front i mean we parked that bitch and we were like totally we thought we were like I felt like I was like Beyonce, like I was touring and I found like an epic spot to just park my whip. That's a nice way to put it. I think that we had like a $30 million view. I swear. We did have a $30 million view. And you, and we, I remember, and we invited your mom and her friend and they came out. We cooked spaghetti. Spaghetti. We had pasta. We had some vegetables. Yeah. I had some vegetables. You had vegetables. I watched. You did not partake. I know, but I told you tomorrow I'm going to start working out with you. Okay. Okay. So. And ingesting vegetables and and i'll eat vegetables next week you can ask how much vegetables remember i'm trying to change a little bit okay okay wait but hold on let's go back for a second so we did that but can i tell you what my favorite part of this whole thing was tell me after they left it was nighttime we closed up our little whip we turned off the lights we had dvds because there's no cable so we put blacklist in and you and i that show is so good i know it's not only so good but then you and i we had cuddle time Yes. I'm going to admit this. And we could hear the waves crashing all night. It was Amazing. a perfect night. It was. And then we woke up and they made us move. So that was a whole production. To an even better. More VIP. <laughs> More VIP. I feel like they moved us from North Malibu to like like the where all the rich people are in Malibu. So I feel like we got upgraded. We got an upgrade. 
Yeah. yeah I felt sure. like I was Jamie Kennedy in uh, Malibu's a, Most Wanted. That's a good one. Okay, yeah. good. So then we got moved. Then you said the fish looked like they were dying at home, so you and your mom went to go get algae But before I went and did that. Oh, what did we do? You something? guys, these these people that have these oh, fucking shit. RVs, it's like a it's like a culture. Oh, it's a whole different world. I mean, by the way, what about the ones who bring listen, baby, I found something out. So Lala thought that the RV people next to us, she thought they lived there permanently, but I did research there. They're not permanent, those people. They bring their own grass, their own fences, their own pottery, and they create a little yard next to their RVs. These are professional RVs. You guys, people. this one RV that had like this little white picket fence and these like beautiful flower pots. And the, and the, and fake the fire grass. Pit, the fake fire pit. Fake fire pit. And then it, or not a fake fire pit, a fake, like they had a fake fire. Like it looked like real yeah. flames. And then they had a fire pit where they would like sit around at night. Ugh. And then they had a sign that said the beach is my happy place. Like yeah. what they would put, like what someone would put outside <laughs> of their beach house. It's, it's really, honestly, I, I, I want to say that we're not actually even making fun of anybody. It really is a different world that we've never seen before. No, but you should see these people. They like are, it, they've got like their Jeep parked perfectly they're but, like whipping in their hon, freaking i want to tell you a story it's the craziest you, you, thing right when you left yeah my rv pulled in next to me yeah within 15 minutes i'm being serious all hooked up no, but not only just all hooked up bikes games dartboards i mean it was like professional it, no, they, they these people really know how to do it and i think if you really rv around the country you, you must get really good at knowing what to bring but we didn't know Let, let's tell everybody because you're looking at me like i'm like Oh, you should have seen how us. screwed up we were. No, it was with like our National Lampoons. It, yes. We we were a hot mess. We like looked in the cupboard. We, we didn't get anything that was like okay to eat. <laughs> like we didn't secure anything when how we many would drive. Days, how many days do you think it would have been before we died of star- starvation and water? With well, that's why I only had. allowed us to get to Malibu. I was like, we can't. You didn't trust us. Not really. Would you? Have we trust- need a little bit more practice, or we need at least one person who knows what the hell they're doing. I think we need to hire an RV packer shopper, right? Yeah, they yeah. They stock us up, and they say, "You guys are good for seven days. Go journey." But but you have to admit, I did get good at hooking the electrical up. Oh, we're five star hooking water, the whip up. And the water. It's everything else. It's like, I don't cook in a kitchen that's fully stocked at my house. So like, how am I supposed to do it in an RV? Yeah, we need some assistance with the shopping part. Yeah. But we had fun. I had the best time ever. I did. I really like, I think we took it for granted a little bit because it was so just perfect and we were like, I think we were a little overwhelmed today. It was, today was a, what well, when days? you wake up and there's no coffee or breakfast, it's kind of a buzzkill. You're like looking at the ocean and you're like, damn, I would really love some pancakes so and coffee. So maybe we can go back there and have another sleep, but we'll bring coffee. Just like something to wake up in. Like, I, or, like, or like cook eggs in the morning. You know what's crazy, though, is I used to do that stuff as a little kid, but instead of an RV, we would like my dad and my mom had a houseboat. Oh, they did. And it was like the exact same type of thing. But professionals, dude, I remember but that. they knew pack- what to do. Oh, my God. We had the car. We had the speedboat. It was packed with all our food. The second we got there, whipped the boat down, unpacked it into the Guys, you should see Lala right boat. now. She's like moving and waving her hands around like a professional. So no, really, I, they really had it done. Oh, they knew exactly. And we but had like three put, families that would come with us and everyone was just on it. But in the time that I knew your dad, your dad was very specific. Well, right? he was like me. 
Yeah, like OCD. very anal. OCD. Yeah. Yeah. So he knew, like, no one was going on a trip with your dad without. No, we had, I mean, people what? brought the games. Then we had an ice cream maker that one of the families would pack. And, what? like, we had all this stuff. Like, tonight we're having tacos and this and that. Like, oh, they planned out each, like, everything. Each family would have a day. Like, today I'm doing breakfast. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Tomorrow you're doing breakfast. Or they'd flip flop. They just knew exactly what they were so doing. And we I want to so do the next, that. So the next time we go in the camper, why don't you cook? Randall, I'm a little angry with you because you made me kind of bougie. <laughs> Fuck. So there's no coming back from this? I don't know. My mom looks at me and she's like, why are you acting like you have no idea like how to make a bed or but, do laundry? And I'm like, <laughs> but can I, tell you I haven't something? had to do but, it in a but while. can I tell you something? I bust your balls a lot about not being as domesticated. But can I tell you something? I love you the way you are. Well, I know how to be domesticated no, is the I, problem. But I love you the way you are. But when you have Isabelle up in this house and she's making like five-star meals all the time and she's like, no, Lala, sit down. I'll make your bed. I'll do this. It's like, oh, this is kind of nice. They <laughs> get a little comfortable, you know? And then when you expect me to go on an RV trip, I'm like, what? what's happening? So why don't we just bring Isabel the next time we go on our RV trip and can she I tell you, so, so Isabel Isabel is our house manager from Guatemala and I'll tell you one thing about this woman she calls me the queen of the house and I tell her girl you are the yeah, queen of this Isabel. house Isabel is my ride or die the other day she got her final paper where it's uh, to her last interview before she becomes a US citizen yeah. and she and I sat in the kitchen and cried and I was like you deserve to be in this country just as much as I do without you in this house. Like this house would not oh, I didn't function. Even know you did this. That's really nice. I said it to her and our housekeeper, Joanna, which Joanna does not speak any English. But she's so sweet. And so Isabel was was translating and they then we all started crying i was like what? i'm so grateful for you Why guys you like you're my this? i i just slipped my mind it was just such a beautiful moment you didn't tell me any of this no dude Lala. those are the queens of this castle that's for sure they make this wow. household run flawlessly so that i don't lose my mind and the fact that they even give a shit like those are my girls right there and i want to tell you that every morning i know when I call, when I can't get Lala on the phone at like 1045 because I'm at the office, I need to talk to her. I call Isabel Isabel like, mister, she's sleeping. And I, and I said, but I'm bringing coffee up to her right now. I'm like, okay, don't, don't wake her up. Give her the coffee, then call me. Yeah. She's like, okay, I know. Trust me. I know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've got a system going. No, that's my girl right there. I think, I think you've got to show me how to cook. Uh, cook. <laughs> I think you've got to show me. See, I don't even know what yeah, the fuck You I'm need to about. teach me how to cook some coffee for you, Lala. I, well, I was trying to be make sweet. Make coffee? I would love that. Would you like me to make you coffee in the morning? Totally. Fine. Will you show me tonight? Yeah. Okay. It's so easy. People are going to be busted. We only balls. have a Keurig, so it's like, what pop. See, you pop the pot in, it comes out, you put a little creamer, I'm good to go. You don't even have to do anything. Because I think that the last two weeks of no quarantine, I'm not going to blame everything on this, but I feel like you know coffee in the morning. Not good. It's not, not a good, good situation. And I, can't, I can never be in that RV with you without coffee. Because you're a huge coffee person. I'm a huge coffee person. I don't drink caffeine. So. Oh, no. That that gets my day going. It gets my mm-hmm moving so that I can move forward in life with a free gut. You know, it's like oh. it just gets everything popping in the morning. I love this. <laughs> I, I love this. All right. Well, let's just pivot here and uh, talk about. Our next guest. I love all these things that you're saying. You're like, let's switch gears. Let's pivot. You are Andy Cohen. It's the craziest thing. No, as we start doing, it's a huge compliment. I mean, by the way, Andy Cohen is a badass, and I give him so much respect for. Can I tell you something without you being mad? 
Randall gets jealous sometimes, but Andy Cohen is like so sexy. Okay, that one I'm gonna let go because I know I know you <laughs> because have... he's no threat to you. Okay, but well, tell me, tell me what I said the other day. What'd you say? When you went to Palm Springs. Wait, what'd you, you say? You called me from. Oh my God, this was so funny, you guys. So I go to Palm Springs. First of all, I want to say something. My girl gets jealous too, just in her own way, but not, but different. And and we have a very trust. Uh, this is just it's just a trusted relationship. But sometimes, as a guy, my girl thinks that like everything. She just doesn't think sometimes. Like women don't think the way guys do. So go ahead, tell okay, me what, so what you did. My ride or die in myself, Madison. She's my lady of honor at my wedding. Okay, so we decide to go to Palm Springs. Now, like, shit is getting real with the COVID. And we, you know, she was planning on going there for her birthday anyway, but she was meeting some of her guy friends that she knows from New York. They were all flying in, and they had a house. Well, Randall and I usually stay at La Quinta Resort. Yes. And so I got us a room, Madison and I, a room there. Until, thank you, Randall's pouring me Diet Coke in a wine glass. This is epic. Randall's really putting in time right now. This is my litty lit time. Anyway, so Madison and I are going to stay at La Quinta Resort until her friends get there. Right. So me thinking. Madison had a trip already planned. Right. Me thinking economically. To save me money. To save money. I was like, Rand, Madison's friends have a house. Like, to save you money, I'll stay at their house for four days until you get here. And then we'll check back into La Quinta. Randall wanted to know who these guys are. What do they do for a living? How did you meet them? How old are they? Okay, what do they okay, look okay. Like? You, you, the part of the conversation. And I so, to no, we had a really great conversation. It was very productive. I was like, "Babe, I need you to tell me why you're why you're asking all these questions." For me, it's like four years in. He put a ring on it. Like that's what it is. <laughs> and he goes, "Babe, I'm just feeling really insecure." And I was like. Well, I was in Puerto Rico. Yes. and But I love that you said that because then I knew what to do with that. I right. was like, okay, I won't stay there. Yeah. I'll keep the hotel room. I just want to save you money. Right. And I, right, I Angel says, he goes, I will fucking buy that hotel before I let you go stay at that fucking guy's house. <laughs> and then Madison was in the car and she goes... I like it. Very honest. I respect that. Okay, we're staying at the hotel. So we stayed at the hotel for two weeks. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, for ten days. Two weeks. Racked up a hefty bill. But it was significantly less than buying the hotel. Yeah, you did save me money buying the hotel. By the way, it, that was a great trip. I, except when I got to the hotel, I, I got a little under the weather. Your mom and I both got sick. What we thought we was should tell that story. COVID-19. We did. Okay, you didn't so, get it. No, I didn't get it. But but no. during that time, y'all thought you did have it. Well, so we we were all staying hunkered down under one roof. Yes, quarantine. But, let, but let's talk about just real quick, not to elaborate, but I mean along. But I got there. I, my, your mom got a sore throat. I got a sore throat Friday. Yeah. Woke up Saturday, had a horrible sore throat, and just felt very tired. Right. And so out of safety for everybody, I drove to L.A. Mm-hmm. I got a test. I went to our house. I hunkered into the bedroom. And I stayed there until the test came back, which came back negative, you know, thank God. But, yeah, we were all concerned because, I mean, to get sick right now and, and have, well, a lot scary. Of, have those symptoms, you know. But um, on we, the bright side, besides you not having it, yeah. the bright side of this, you guys, is me having to just sit around and hang out with the people that I love the most. You know, minus my little brother. I wish he was here. <laughs> 
But I'm like living the dream. I want to just pivot here to to get ready for our guest. Should we tell them who our, yeah, let's tell them who our guest is. You tell them because it's a friend of both of ours and we love her. Yes. So we have the stunning and talented Maria Menounos joining us today via phone, obvi, because we're quarantined (laughs) AF. We're so excited. We cannot wait to bring her on. So let us dial her up. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. And we are back, and we have one of my most favorite human beings ever on the line with us. Maria Menudos. Boom. Damn. Welcome, Maria. Hi, you got me and Kev here. Kevin! Oh, we got the couple, got my favorite couple. The couple that works together, stays, stays together. together. That's right. I know. No changes here. We're stuck together all day, every day anyway. I know. That's exactly what I was telling Rand. I was like, for me, nothing has changed as far as like just being around you 24-7. <laughs> I got to yeah. say, you know, first of all, it's it's like come full circle because what I love is I have, you know, when I was first interviewed on any podcast, on any show ever, it was yours, Maria. I was petrified. You and Kevin <laughs> made me feel calm. And you're like, you guys you're such a natural you have fun it's it was good it was great and then lala and i came together and we're like we should try this and and here we are and now we got you guys it's been our saving grace during this time isn't it cool i feel like my podcast has been my saving grace my sanity hour through this whole thing because you can't check your phone you can't listen to the news you can't get enveloped by all of the negativity and so yeah it's a really it's a really nice thing to have it is. And so tell us, we want to hear, we want to hear about it all. How are you guys dealing with being stuck indoors, not being able to, you know, socialize, which your business is based on bringing in people to be on your podcast? Like, how are you guys dealing with all of this? We're dealing with it pretty well. You know, um, I was very ahead on this because I'm a nerd and I was watching what was, <laughs> I was watching what was coming. And I kept saying, guys, this is going to be bad. This is going to be bad. And everybody would laugh at me and especially my dad. And I, I remember being at our Friday meeting at AfterBuzz. And I remember saying to everybody and our staff, I said, we need to let everyone know that we are taking every measure possible. We're doing multiple cleanings a day. I want our hosts who are coming in to feel safe. And this was four days before any company was thinking like that. I go, I can't believe these major restaurant chains, no one's putting precautionary measures in to let us feel safe. Cause I stopped patronizing places well before the lockdown. Oh, wow. And so I remember one of my staff members saying, nothing's going to happen. It's fine. I go, guys, we are cleaning every hour on the hour, every doorknob, every surface, everything. What month was this? Were you doing this in February? This was, gosh, probably four weeks ago. Oh, wow. You were ahead and of it. And I was really ahead of it. I had been having my housekeeper shopping ahead way before anybody even thought about it. You're one of the toilet paper ho- hoarders. <laughs> Are you, Maria? I didn't hoard, but I saw <laughs> uh, I just saw what was coming, and I have a really good instinct, and I'm very, um, 
I've definitely got some, you know, abilities to see ahead. Yeah. And I said, I feel this and I feel like it's going to get bad and we need to prepare. So I started preparing, making sure we had enough supplies in the house to survive. We have to take care of my mom who has stage four brain cancer. My dad is type one diabetic. We have an entire staff that lives on another property of ours. And I wanted to make sure that we were all safe. I made sure we got medications for two months on everybody. Wow. And everyone, again, was still laughing at me. Maria, can I tell you, wait, can I tell you something? First of all, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard because we should have been doing this shit because, you know, we were scrambling and and taking a step further. I'm the opposite of you. I mean, Lala will tell you, I was in Puerto Rico directing my first movie. I know. I was horrified. And, 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 I was and wait, horrified. Wait, wait. And here's the crazy thing. The beaches are open. People are drinking pina coladas. I'm living in complete denial, and I'm calling Lala going. No, he keeps asking me, like, Lala, it- why are you freaking out? Why are you so high strung? <laughs> I'm like, you have no idea what's going on and right that, now. And that was on March 13th. I was saying that because we were still oh filming and nothing was going and she's like, babe, you're living in denial. I go, you're all crazy. And then all of a sudden. Literally two days later, he's like, babe, they're shutting down the hotel. I have to come back from Puerto Rico tonight. It was. It was, it was no. And here's the crazy thing. Me and my cast, uh, you, you guys, my cast called me and they, they, you know, they, we were all in that spirit of like, we want to finish the movie. And it was like, once they shut down the city and we went into that quarantine thing, which none of us had experienced. We started to freak out and we got on the plane, flew back. And it was like, we didn't know what to expect. We get to L.A. and I'm like, oh, my God, like this has been going on for weeks before we've even seen it. Right. So, so we were behind the, the eight ball. So not so I respect people like you now, Maria. <laughs> I'm like, I should have been doing say, that. Randall, you being a good director, you were so immersed. Yes. That I understand why you didn't understand what was happening. And I had to tell friends who weren't watching the news. I said, guys, get ready. And people had no idea. So I was definitely, I was two weeks ahead almost of everybody. You know, Randall, and to defend you in your case, like, you know, as a filmmaker, you don't get those shots. Guess what? Chances are very good. You're never getting those shots. Correct, Kevin. And, and I think, and I think, Kevin, I think you get it. Like, you know, you're, you and me and all of us on this on this are, are come from a business world. We know how hard it is to get yeah. a moment like that. And here it is. Here's what's crazy. I mean, I'm six days into shooting on, on the highest high. I'm back to my creative roots. And all of a sudden, the world is falling apart. I mean, what is going on? Is this I mean, it just didn't seem real, you know, and, and I remember right. I remember being on the plane with the cast and they were all looking at me like two hours ago. We were filming and now we're in the air yeah. going home. It was that surreal you couldn't process it. It was one of those moments. So I'm glad we got out at the time we're supposed to get out and we're safe and all that stuff. But it, it was it was heartbreaking. Lala. And, let, and I'll just give you two other little tidbits. Bits. The Friday before we shut down, I got hit with my call from my girl calling me and me in tears. I couldn't even walk to the set for an hour because she was breaking the news to me that we had to shut our wedding down. And I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. So this was like a du- first was the wedding. And she's like, and I said, babe, I don't even think I can go back to the set. And she's like, no, no, no. You're going to pull it together. You're going to shake this off. We're going to get married on another day. And you're going to go back to work. And I was like, it took me a couple hours. It did. I do remember. Because you get your, you guys know you, you plan a wedding date and that date somehow like you become obsessed with it. (laughs) Yeah. And we were holding on pretty tight to that date. (laughs) It was it was rough. But Lala, good for you. Lala. Another good leader. I yeah. love it. Good job. Yeah, she pulled she pulled the ripcord for she said 
babe, no one's going to show up at our wedding. We got to we got to protect ourselves now. And we called the property. They played ball with us and we were able to make, you know, that is the one great thing is during this. Everybody has been great. Very, very kind. Like, I mean, I've been getting emails that are like, by the way, like your Amex bill, we don't expect payment (laughs) because we know you probably don't have a job right now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, guys, I want to ask you a couple, a, a big question, because you have a huge business with After Buzz TV. I mean, a gigantic operation with tons of employees. I don't even know the number, but it's I know it's huge. It's a big business. How do you now go to broadcasting with all your live shows, with all of your podcasts, with all your stuff? How do, how do you survive and what have you done and and have you thrived in this time and been able to make changes because a lot of people have had to shut down completely. Yeah. Well, I will say, so within 24 hours of me putting cards on every surface and table viewing station at AfterBuzz, uh, for anybody who doesn't know what AfterBuzz is, we are a broadcast network that produces after shows for almost every TV show out there. So we are global and we produce 150 plus hours of programming a week. We over 400 hosts, every size, race, ethnicity, age, background. And it's a major operation. We have six high definition studios. Oh, Mike, you're a studio. I mean, you're literally a studio where every studio has shut down. How do you, I wouldn't even know what to do. Okay, so within 24 hours of me putting note cards on every viewing (laughs) station saying we are cleaning furiously, I looked at I looked at our um, our one of our employees and I said we need a plan immediately to be able to broadcast from everyone's homes because we're going to be quarantined any minute we are going to go on lockdown and everyone looked at me like I was nuts I said guys we are going to be locked down we need to at least start testing this wow. so instantly I thought of Zoom. And I said, let's do some tests with Zoom. I set up some tests with them where we um, looked at how it could be done. Um, our head guy, Stephen Lemieux, was amazing. He created our uh, logo to put you know, on top of there. And we realized very quickly that all of our hosts could continue hosting these after shows from their homes. We created oh. a grid so we would know who had access to what. Because, you know, a lot of people don't have TVs at home. We had the viewing stations at AfterBuzz, our studios. And so we figured out who had HBO, who had Showtime, who had, you know, broadcast TV. We created the after shows from there. Within 24 hours, we were up live. We didn't miss a beat because Saturdays were off. So by Sunday, we were live and we were producing 135 hours of programming. We set up uh, an engineer station in the house where our staff lives. So they were going to be quarantined together anyway. Oh my God. This is insane. This is insane. So we set up stations where they could produce their show from their computers and, and that was it. And we have not missed a beat and it's been really amazing and a testament to our staff and our hosts who are so excited to bring this content to people who need it right now, who need a little entertainment. We have hosts that are hosting with their dogs and making it cute and fun. And it's been amazing. Wow. So like during this time, have you noticed that viewership has gone up? Because again, like we don't have, and you totally don't have to answer this, but like for me, I even notice on my social media that things are getting more views than usual because I feel like everybody's just stuck. Definitely. View, views have definitely gone up. And I think um, 
because people now are stuck at home to watch this stuff. What's happening, Randall, which would be interesting, what your take is going to be is when the content starts running out. And that's why they're going to need people like you guys and us to keep creating original content. Granted, it's not going to have the production level of, of like Better Call Saul. But for real, I heard that Walking Dead has the finale shot, but does not have the resources to edit the finale. Wow. So they have to make it a special later. So it's going to be interesting when the new stuff runs out. You're, you're right, Kevin. You're right. That's actually a really good point. And, you know, I, I, we, f- we faced this in the last recession, nothing of this scale, but I feel like, like when the guilds have gone on strike, you know, and content gets backed up and, and then they run out of content, I feel like, there is going to be a thirst, a desperation for new content. And I think people like us who provide that are going to be, you know, in a place where they're just going to be so thirsty for content because this, the world has never seen. I mean, one thing, sometimes the, the, the content will get shut down, whether a guild or something like that, but we've never had them theater shut down. I mean, this is, this is unheard of. No, know? this is, th- yeah, this is back to the depression. You guys like it, it's a, it, and it's global. We global. were globally connected a hundred years ago. So yeah, this is like nothing any of us have ever experienced. I agree. Nothing. I agree. Let me let me ask you guys a question. You and now tell us about this. Am I confused, Maria? The show that Lala and I have both been on as guests and Kevin, you now have a show called Better Together Daily. Is that is yeah. that what it's called? And tell us about that and how is it different? You know, is is it just explain it to us and tell us what it's. Yeah, of course. So Better Together was born from my Sirius XM radio show. I was doing that daily and I really wanted to move to podcast again. And um, and most of that was because I had so many epiphanies after I had brain surgery. You know, you know, my mom and I both had brain tumors within eight months of each other. It changed me completely. And so. I started quickly to realize that I was a little lonely in my perspective on life. I knew social media was, you know, was, you know, what it was. I, I knew that materials meant nothing anymore. I knew that what really mattered in life was our health and the well-being of our, of our family and friends and that bond and that love that we have with each other, that you can't take anything else with you and none of it matters. And I would find myself really lonely. And so I created better together, um, because I was on a spiritual journey. I wanted to really explore so many other things and I wanted to still get better at everything. Um, health, wellness, spirituality, finances, everything. And I love this. big learner. So I started doing that every Monday and it was my way of tapping into the greatest minds, the greatest healers, the greatest experts so that not only could I get answers to things that I needed and, and help I wanted, but so that everyone who's on that same journey with me didn't feel lonely and could get better with us. So I was doing it every Monday. And then when this all happened, Kevin looked at me and he goes, Maria, it's your time. You've got to be the light right now for people because everyone's going to need this. Oh, Everyone's yeah. going to know how to handle their finances right now. We did an amazing episode with AJ Gupta, who oh, wow. is featured all over Tony Robbins book, Money Master the Game. And, um, and I've changed my whole life because of him financially. And so we were able to talk to people who have credit card debt and say, listen, you know, you can get a 0% loan, switch it over, save that money and in interest every month. Or if you have a mortgage, you can refinance at a lower rate right now, helping people in a critical time 
but then all the way down to, you know, relationships and how to how to survive being with your significant other 24 seven when you're not used to it like we are, obviously. Right. Bringing in spiritual gurus who are telling us that this is an awakening that we all needed. This was the awakening I had after surgery. And now everyone's being forced into it, whether they're going to accept it, whether they're going to lean into it, I don't know. Yeah. But that's what I'm doing every day with my show. I'm providing a sane, safe space where we have light, where we can talk about what we're afraid of and what we're worried about, but also turn it into something positive and, and figure out, as Trevor Moad said, how to win the weight. And right now, I think we all need to be winning the weight. We have to wait. We have no choice. How do we win the weight? I actually love that. That I mean, that's like I, right up my alley. You're you're the person that's bringing hope to so many people at this time and and beyond this time. I mean, so many people, just the world that we live in, it's so hard to find the light on many days. Yeah. And I, you know how much I love you, Maria and Kevin. So, yeah. th- like you no, talking you about guys. this. Yeah. I, I you guys, oh, the content they produce is freaking oh, insane. The stuff you guys produce is, it, by the way, is it, you make your guest feel so good. I am was never somebody that ever saw myself doing anything like this. I came in the first time, and you guys made me feel like I've been doing it for twenty years. I think that's your gift that you're able to take any kind of person, whether it's the biggest star in the world or the biggest guru or, right. or 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 religious person, whatever it is, you get out of them and you and you make them relatable so people can can feel connected. And I think that's really neat. I can't wait to listen to the show now. No. Thank you. It's gonna be you guys the next here's how I see it, Randall and Lala. The next three to six months is the health crisis. And really it's about protecting the elderly and mainly the elderly and the people who have compromised immune systems mainly. Correct. Then after that, I think it's going to be an economic catastrophe. And then that's going to affect people with dependents, people with mortgages and people living week to week, which is already affecting them now. Correct. I feel like millennials, if you're a millennial, go home, be with your parents, take care of mom and dad right now, circle the wagons. When you come out of, when this ends, more jobs for them than ever. And I do believe student loans will probably be reduced or forgiven. But the next, it's going to be health first, and then it's going to be economic crisis, probably for like two years, Randall. And like, and I, I agree with you, Kevin. I, 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 th- I think that where we're heading economically, once we get through the health issues and people are out of that, that part of it, I think we're going to have to embrace the world because it's going to be real scary for, for a lot of people. And and the world. I, I, I don't want to go anywhere. I just want to take a quick break and I want to come right back because I could talk to you guys for years. So we're going to be right back in a minute. We are back. We have two very special guests. Yep. We have Maria and Kevin, the dynamic power couple business team and, and husband and wife and friends of ours. And we've we've just been having the best time talking with you guys. Um, I just want to just ask you guys something because I heard a rumor and and I'm sure it's true. The rumors don't start during uh, quarantine or don't stop during quarantine. Right. They never stop. They still fly. But I did hear a rumor (laughs) that that you guys were on the front lines, not only doing what you do every day, running this big business that you run, but you guys help raise money for thousands of masks to help at hospitals. Just fill us in because we're just... Obviously, you know, I'm a little late to the dance here, so I'm just starting to donate uh-huh. money. So tell me what, what you did so I could feel really stupid after this. So because of Maria's 
journey, I think, you know, with her, her mom's tumor and hers, she's gotten so into, um, into the medical field and has probably been counseling, geez, I don't know, probably two or 300 patients from all over the world with different ailments, especially uh, cancer, asking her for help. And because she's learned so much of it, well, it's led us to have relationships with all the people in the medical field. And what Maria came to discover was that our people in the medical field, you guys, around the country do not have the tools they need to protect themselves to fight this. And, and she discovered that, you know, we lose them as, as for this line of defense. We're fucked. Oh, it's over. Yeah. It was when Kevin was at the hospital with my mom. She had to go get her chemo. next round of uh, chemo treatments and stuff in the hospital and I was on speaker because Kevin's the one who forages. So we've made it so that he's the only one who goes into the outside world. And I stay home and my dad stayed home. And so when I was there on the phone with them, he was live in person. The doctor, I said to him at the end of the call, I said, Dr. Rudnick, do you have a mask on? And he said, no. And I said, yeah, I thought so. You didn't sound muffled. And he goes, well, we don't have any. He goes, the few that we have, we save for at-risk patients. Oh. And I hung up the phone and I was so furious. And I, I was, first I cried, then I got mad. And then I saw Bethany Frankel on Instagram was creating these things called Corona kits and they had masks and they had hand sanitizer and all this stuff. So I called her and I said, where are you getting these masks? I want to raise money to get our healthcare workers masks. I'm like, this is disgusting that my doctors are in jeopardy right now. And she said, well, I have like 10,000 right now. Maybe I should just be pivoting and moving them out of the kits and I'm going to start moving them to hospitals. So she wow. is a gangster. She started sh shifting instantly. I said, let's do an episode of my podcast, Better Together, designed specifically to raise money for this. So we did the call outs. We raised some money. I connected her with this guy, Grant Verstandag. He's the founder of Rally Health. And then from there, she was soaring. She just kept texting me. I love you. I love you. Grant is amazing. He's oh, killing it. Oh, my God. This and is amazing. So we decided that I couldn't pick just one institution in L.A. because been, they've all been great to us. So we picked um, yesterday. In fact, the, the shipments went. We had 5,000 N95 masks to UCLA, Cedars, and Children's Hospital LA, along with she added surgical masks to all of them. What? But like, listen, this was like, I did very little. Bethany is a force to be reckoned with. She what just is, she is relentless. She's been talking to every governor. She is seeing corruption within organizations that are supposed to be helping. Oh, she no. is getting the job done, and she deserves an award when this is done. Wow. She did the same thing when no the hurricane hit uh, Puerto Rico. She's right. like, she she's just someone who just, not only has her skinny girl brand, but she is someone who's out there helping people on a regular basis, no matter what it is. Yeah, when when that other hurricane, I think it was Puerto Rico hit, I was uh, recovering from surgery and I remember seeing her do this. And so I reached out to her and I said, please let me help. And so I started connecting her that time as well. And so it was the first thing she mentioned on my podcast. She's like, I want everybody to know Maria was the first one to call me. Oh my God. <laughs> the two of you together. Yeah, you guys. Um, save the world. You guys are like tornadoes in the best way. Right. I mean, clearly, listen, Maria, you, you, I, one thing I know about you is you are the most humble human in the world. 
and you know, I know you don't take credit for for most things you do, but the fact that you called her up and the two of you together did this is is just unreal. And I mean, where can we? It will tell us where we can get involved, Lala and I, because we oh want to make God. a donation. And our listeners, how, yeah, and our how listeners. do we get involved? Every dollar counts. Like even if you only have a thousand dollars, even if you only have five dollars, I think matter. a lot of celebrities were gun shy at first when we were reaching out because everybody was instantly terrified of what if and what's happening. And then you start seeing the Ryan Reynolds and the Blake Lively's and the Drew Breeses and everybody. And then everyone started going from there. But it was hard initially to raise money, but everything counts. Three or four dollars will buy an N95 mask right now for a healthcare worker. And I'm telling you, they still don't freaking have them. Torrance Hospital, I was talking to them yesterday, the CEO, they're suffering. Um, USC Keck, does not have masks, they're suffering. And so donate to Be Strong. You go to Bethany Frankel on social media, click on the link for Be Strong or go to bestrong.com. And she devotes every dime directly to the cause. And she also funds it herself when she needs to. So there are very few organizations. I've always had a really hard time with donating to organizations, I just go rogue and I do my own thing. Right. And I'm similar to you, Maria. I like to kind of do my own it's thing. It's hard because it goes to infrastructure and you know it, and it goes to fancy balls and dinners and some nonsense. This is direct to the people. So if you donate to Be Strong, the money will go to people who need it. She's shifted and now been getting hazmat suits. She got a million hazmat suits out. What? Um, what? It's crazy. I mean, think about it. FEMA sent California ventilators and Gavin Newsom, the governor, had to go on TV and say, uh, yes, we got them, but they're all busted. And we had to send them to Silicon Valley oh, to fix them. Come on. Come on. Well, I want to say right here on this call, when I get off this call, I'm donating $5,000 to be strong because you, you're a rock star. I'll and match that, Rand. I will match your so, 5K. All right. Now, now I feel even. Well, I'm going to hold you to it. She looks, by the way. No, no, She'll see will... whether your name is on there, Rand. Uh, no, Listen, we, no there's, if there's one thing we Bethany, do, if we donate to a cause. Tell Bethany <laughs> that we are giving $5,000 each. We will give a total of $10,000. Wow. And she will be able no to look. Yep, yep, yep. We're going to do. Come on. This is. This is the least we can do. I mean, these these healthcare providers, the doctors, the nurses, I'm watching them on the front lines, no sleep, 20 hour shifts, 30 hour shifts and risking their lives to save people yeah. who are in need. Come on. These are the heroes of, of the right, world. The least we could do. Legit. Guys, I just retweeted a video of a nurse hysterically crying. And she was like, I had to quit my job because they put me in a COVID-19 unit without a mask. And I have a family I have to protect. Oh, and she God. had to quit her job. We don't want nurses dying. We don't need them in fear. They're having to write wills what? on the fly because they're afraid they're going to die. And the, the gangster ones are still going in and they are just hoping for the best. Oh, this my God. This is horrible. A disaster of epic proportions. How dare we in this century, in 2020, allow the people who take care of us to be jeopardized the way they are? It's absolutely disgusting. And I'm sorry, I'm not a genius, but I knew what was coming. And so other people should have known, too, and actions should have been taken. Well, I think we can all Monday morning quarterback, but I understand the philosophy, Randall, of you don't want economic collapse either because that's going to lead to even greater problems. So you roll the dice and hope 
you can keep the economy going. And you know what? It, it just didn't pay off. So now we just have to deal and, with and, this. And by the way, because I was just moved to tears there, and so was Lala. I just want to say something. I don't think in a in 100 years since the Spanish flu, I think exactly that, Kevin. I think the government thought they're going to roll the right. dice. This will be some small situation that we'll catch. They'll fix. They'll it won't it won't blow up. But every hundred years, something like this happens and it just nobody saw it coming. And, and I, I agree, Maria, you know, the United States of America should be better. But of course, but they we, should protect their people. Right, and like Maria but, said, at this day and time we should be we have the ability but, to be better right, right but if if the government can't do it then people like you maria and kevin and and bethany franklin and all the other people out there and you guys and us and us and us but you know and and i you know lala and i uh you know just did uh our podcast today was with a covid survivor a guy that we became uh friends with and he's 40 years old with no underlying health issues he did five days in intensive care at the hospital fighting for his life. He's out now. And I wanted people to hear from him, you know, like this is affecting everybody, young, mm-hmm. yep. old, healthy or non-healthy. This will change your life. It has changed everybody's life already, but we want to protect and save and be, and keep people as healthy as we can. And I just feel like we all have this obligation, but, but I also it- think, I also think guys, like, here's the thing. I agree with the, protect the economy because you're protecting people in general when you do that. But when you see that something could be coming and this is just for the future, you need to protect the downside. You need to go into action and say, this could be coming. Why don't we arm our hospitals, arm our governors, prepare everybody for the worst. When we have a hurricane coming, we, we start to prepare. This has never happened in our lifetime. You hear Randall said it was a hundred years ago the Spanish flu, and the only reason they called it the Spanish flu, do you know why, guys? You no. Know why it was called? No. Because because Spain was the only place to admit that they had a flu. Everyone else did what we did today. Everyone denied it oh, wow. because they didn't want the economy to collapse. Wow. So we have not seen this in our lifetime. No, so 110 wow. years ago or something. It was like 110 years ago. And And I agree with you, Kevin. Like, this is that one thing. Going to the other side, we need to learn from this when we get through it so that a hundred years from now or 200 years from now, if this ever happens again, and it will happen again, I'm sure at some point Definitely. that we're prepared and that people like Maria and, 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 and we just don't, we're, we're better prepared like the hospitals yep. and doctors and nurses. And I'll, I'll just say, you know, this is a time of uncertainty, but at the same time, it's a time for the human spirit. And right. that's what this is an example of for me. That's yeah. what I'm, that that's the that's the upside of this for me. Well, you then. have to have an upside. Yeah, and it's gonna no no. There's gonna be a huge reset, which we totally needed as a culture, and you guys know that. I we agree. We're getting you know, and furthermore, you know that. Remember, Randall? Do you remember your great grandparents or the Depression survivors? How they had cans yeah. of food in their basement forever. That's gonna be all of us now. Like we're gonna carry this with us. We'll, we'll all be kind of you know, at least in our like lifetimes, we'll all be prepared after this. One other thing. One other thing that people can do that are listening to this, because you guys are obviously crushing it with your podcast and are li- have so many listeners, um, is if you are in an affected area, send the local hospital some cookies or some treats or some snacks or flowers. Well, you can't do flowers anymore, but send them food, send them some soup, send them something so that they know they have something there. And if you are 
an attorney and you can share your services right now with doctors and nurses, call up the CEO of a hospital and say, I would love to extend my services to these doctors and nurses who are panicking right now. There are so many things that we can all do. We can share our gifts, our talents, our skills with them right now because they need it most. The first responders, the EMTs, the fire departments, send food to them. Wait, Kevin, Marie, you guys saying like we could just get in the car, drop off a bag of groceries or a bag of this or some hot food or some hot lunch. And, and that, that helps like everything at this point helps. You're saying anything. I think everything helps. I think Kevin, what Kevin said is a good point is you can support the local economy by ordering food and having it delivered to the hospitals. And you could just say, this is for, you know, the staff here at this hospital that needs it most. And you know, whatever That's a great idea. It's a great idea. There's one other thing two pe- people are doing. You guys is for some of the local businesses if you want to support them, buy gift cards. A lot of them are selling gift cards for when the smoke clears. Yes. You can go out and use them. But all these like little things, because I'm telling you, I don't wave. This is wave one. Wave two is to see. It's one thing to be sick, but to be impoverished and sick, you guys, I don't really want to see that. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's yeah. And you're right, Kevin. It's it's so smart of you because, you know, I you're you're saying, OK, we're going to get through the health part of this. It's going to be brutal and we're in it now. But we have but, to be prepared. But for we have to be prepared the, for wave two. When we are healthy. When people next? are on the street, losing their homes, losing their businesses. Ugh. You know, we've we've got to also be ready for that. And that's yeah. next. Yeah. 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 And here's the thing, guys. We haven't even started. Oh my I'm gosh. telling you, oh. it is going to be such a pain that we don't even know how to fucking handle. Well, it is going to be a very deep pain to see the people around you dropping the way that this is going to hit. And I hope that in California, what they're saying is true, that we did the social distancing. And also because we're so spread out, yeah. it won't hit as hard. I'm praying but everybody has to stay in. In New York, it's going to be brutal. It already is brutal because they're so close. It's such tight quarters for everybody. New York is un- unreal. I've seen the pictures, the body bags and the refrigerated trucks that they're using on the side of the street. It's- and we've just begun, guys. We've just begun. So, so stay in. And I think the other thing, too, is for people who have children out there, you know, you can look at this as as a really bad thing for to expose them to, or you can look at this as an opportunity to teach them about life and, and have them, you know, now do chores and be, you know, understand that they have to be part of this team and this kind of team effort. Like they did back in the depression, you know, like they did those other times. Like it's about saying, Hey, like I have friends who's the kids are kind of trampling them. And then I have other friends that are the stronger parents who are like, Hey, you're going to do dishes now and you're going to help set the table and you're going to like, we're going to now work together to make the better of this. So I want to, I want to, I want to just say one last thing on that, Kevin, you're a hundred percent right. Lala, you know, who's a stepmom to two little girls. We have had to change our whole world. I mean, we're all home and, and at first it was not easy. Everybody was overwhelmed. Everybody's on top of each other, but I think we've just started to get in our groove with school first uh, reading quality time and, and, and growing up time. Lala and I both have, have sat the girls down and said, nobody's going to be acting like an animal in this house. We're all going to learn and be together. We're going to play games. We're, I mean, I played more Uno. What's that <laughs> other game you got me playing? Rummy Q. Rummy Q. More Rummy Q, more coloring. 
So anyway, I think, Kevin, your words are right on the money. People have to come together as families. They have to spend quality time and, and, and take the best from this. Right. And, and before we let you guys go enjoy the rest of your quarantine day, I want to tell you, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, you you shed so much light on this. And I, I'm really, really grateful for what you guys are doing, not only for entertainment purposes but what really matters in this world thank you so much yeah, and and you, and you made us both cry maria so yeah. kevin so thank you for that too. Oh, you, guys you know what let's have a uh let's have a facetime cocktail hour at some point you, you pick friends, it you pick it a lot of friends are doing that now they're having zoom cocktail parties guys and let's I do thursday you, let's do ones. thursday night 6 p.m zoom cocktails tomorrow, tomorrow. i'm in tomorrow guess what i'm it's so weird. I'm free. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You guys are the best. Schedule something with me now. I'm, like, yeah. um, I'm totally wide open, actually. It's so weird. Maria, I have that same problem. I'm pretty free tomorrow as well. Okay, so we'll do our cocktail party. Yes. And one last thing, if you guys want to um, know more about AfterBuzz, AfterBuzzTV.com. And if you want to tune into my show, it's every day at 11 a.m. Pacific time yes. on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Facebook. It's called Better Together better together everybody everybody's got to tune in we're going to tune in because i, I, I need I'm, it I, we need it <laughs> and most importantly donate to be strong i can't wait to text bethany text bethany text bethany that we're sending money so and, and everybody who listens to us please like maria said one dollar two dollars five dollars whatever it you, takes whatever you can donate yeah because guess what what you're hearing on the news about masks getting there from the government you, you just can't wait let there be extra who cares Right. Let there be extra, because I hear a lot of people, well, the government's supposed to, uh, the government's supposed to do a lot. But guess what? They're also overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. And this isn't to knock them, but sometimes you got to be a leader yourself and you got to get what has to get done done, whether it's your job or not. Amen, Maria. Amen. I love Maria it. Us, you are a powerhouse. And Kevin, you are as well. And your friends and family. And we are grateful to know you. And, and we love you. Thank you so we much. We love you guys, too, and we can't wait for your wedding. It's going to be bigger and better yes. than ever. Oh, we love you. Bye, you guys. <laughs> Thanks, Bye. guys. Love you guys. All right. They heard it. Oh, my gosh. That was... Every time I talk to Maria and Kevin, oh. though, I feel inspired. I feel like, you know what? They're right. We we can be leaders. You may think that you're so such a small fish in a large pond, that's just a box that we put ourselves in. We I, can definitely do this as a community. And when she says donate five bucks, she means it. Five dollars means something. So everybody listening, doesn't matter how much money you have or how little money you have. Hopefully, if you have five dollars, it means more. To, you know what? You know what it is, Law? And, and this has been something I've struggled with my whole life early on when I was younger is like it's the effort. OK, I'm going to take the phone out. I'm going to register. I'm going to you know what? Just do it this time mm -hmm. for five bucks, two bucks, three bucks or ten bucks, whatever you can afford. We all have to do it right now so we can get through this thing. So we have more doctors because God forbid it's a loved one of yours or a friend or a family member, whatever. You're right. going to want that doctor there to take care of your family. So we're inspired. We want everybody to be inspired and be safe. And this be safe. Thank you guys so much for listening and we will catch you next week. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that 
Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord! We get it! They have chemistry! Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.